one, two, three into the four. What is up, my friends? Today is Friday, March 3rd, and this is season two, episode 33, and episode 43 in total of Nothing But a Foot Thing. The show brought to you by three friends in the foot community, just like yourselves. I am your host, Kevin. However, I am not alone today. Joining me are my two co-hosts, John. What's good, everybody? And Martin. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, we're all back, man. We are all back on the game. All of us that have taken our two-week hiatus are back. The Foot Fantasy promo has brought everybody back. And along with the Foot Fantasy team that has gone into packs, we have also got the Foot Fantasy heroes that are in packs now. So you guys can go chase your extinct at 5 million genelas, for example. Along with that, we've got some objectives. we got the Gori objective. You guys might remember him from Future Stars last year. You can get this done in Squid Battles or in Rivals. We also got a Genela alone, so you definitely want to go and do that. So you get terrorized people uh, in friendlies throughout the year. Along with that, you get an 80 times 5 so definitely go check that out. Uh, we did get an SBC for Depay, so that is one that's really cool for me personally, and we'll talk about that, as well as the Birdhouse and Gabri Vieira. Gabby, no, Gabri Vega, player of the month. But before we get into all of that, we are going to try our favorite game, Try, Trust, and Trash. So I'm going to hand this over to John so we can talk about this new promo team and some of the Foot Fantasy heroes as well. Yeah, man, let's get after it. We got, finally, uh, I think it's a juice promo. The Foot Fantasy uh, players dropped today, Team 1. We, of course, got heroes. We got... Regular players, I guess, if you want to call it that. And they look pretty juiced. I know a lot of people were saying they weren't necessarily impressed with the team itself. But again, the upgrades on these foot fantasy cards look pretty easy to complete. And uh, you got to kind of think of the upgrade ahead and what these cards will be, hopefully in the not too uh, distant future. So, yeah. And then, of course, we got those heroes again. The team is, let me read it off here. We got, of course, Janola headlining it, Mr. Cool. I believe both of those guys are Premier League. Uh, Mr. 6-7 Crouch, Peter Crouch, got himself five-star skills. He, of course, is a hero. Abedi Pele did not. I was kind of hoping he would get like a five-star skill or five-star weak foot upgrade. He did not. Um, Everybody's favorite hero, Rickon, got one, Lars Rickon. Ledley King, the new hero, got himself one, which I think is pretty cool. And um, Yvonne Cordoba and Captavia. And I'm not really too sure which everyone's club uh, is tied to. Of course, these heroes are tied to one of the clubs they played for and how they do in real life. And that will determine their upgrades. But um, I'm sure you can look that up on EA's website if nobody has that handy and find out which team you need to be paying attention to for these heroes to upgrade. And then, of course, um, headlining our foot fantasy team one is, of course, the best striker in the Premier League, Alexander Isak, the big-bodied yeah. Slim Reaper, five-star weak-footed Swedish god, gets himself the foot future. I keep, I keep saying foot future stars because they're, they got kind of a, a purple tint to these cards. But foot fantasy... Um, and then uh, some really other tasty ones. Llorente, uh, Arsenal center back that one of us has already packed. The lucky bastard. And I think Skriniar looks really good too if you run kind of a Serie A option. So let's play our favorite game here. Try, trust, or trash. And let's start with you, Martin. Which one of these cards from Team 1, or you could even pick a hero, are you looking to maybe try out this week? Um. Yeah, I'll go ahead and... 
Mm, I'm going to go with Peter Crouch, I think, well, in the try category because I'm intrigued by the fact that he's got five-star skills and, you know, such a tall player with five-star skills and, uh, you know, those incredible shooting stats, he's probably going to be a menace uh, with, you know, the meta of the game. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Liverpool are going to get... Uh, the necessary wins uh, in in order for him to get the upgrade, but I'm sure that he's a lot of fun to use. So I'm going to go with Peter Crouch. Oh, yeah, that one looks like a ton of fun, huh? That's that's the one that I really wanted to try, right? Five-star skills on a giant guy just seems like, like a great time, right? So I guess for me then, since you've taken Peter Crouch, I would really like to try this... Uh, this uh, Ivan Cordoba. I feel like uh, the Serie A links are just nice. I mean, every year, Serie A links are just incredible value for me. And although this guy's pretty expensive, I think if you have a nice, like, expensive card like this to um, to test out and build around, you could, you could create a really cool and fun team because there's some really good budget options in Serie A. So I would love to try him, but and I say try because he's so expensive, I wouldn't be able to just keep him around, right? So try Ivan Cordoba, and then we could uh, we can move on from him after that. How about you, John? Yeah, and I, I don't I don't remember if you mentioned it, Kevin. You can get this Ginola card on loan by just playing with your friend and friendlies, trading off wins, and I think probably like goal, goals and assists or something like that. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it looked like you could do it in any foot game mode. So I'll probably try this Ginola out. You can get him on a five-game loan and run him through some weekend league and, and make people pissed off and quit when they see him in your starting lineup. So he looks like an incredible card, or maybe you wait to use him in weekend league and maybe use him after he gets all of his potential upgrades. So uh, maybe you do that. But yeah, I think that Genola card looks fantastic. And a lot of these other cards I either don't really have the links for, like that Urente looks really good. But you know, maybe if you do that Memphis to pay SBC, and even then, I don't know if I would do that because we were talking before the pod with our guy Jandy, and, and yeah, we're kind of scared that. He didn't get the weak foot upgrade. He still got a three-star weak foot. He does, of course, have the five-star skills like most people are used to with his card. Um, but yeah, probably not that. And then I guess um, on my RTG, I do have some Serie A flavor in there. So Scranyar was an amazing gold card at the beginning of the game, and I could really see myself using him on that account because I do need to upgrade my center backs because I'm rocking that Centurion's Bastoni that was in packs last week. So uh, what about you, Kevin? Which one of these cards are you looking to to trust to your club and to marry it for a long time and to use the living hell out of? Yeah, so I think um, the EA Pack Gods have placed uh, my decision in my hands for me. So I'm going to marry William Saliba to the club. As you mentioned before, I was lucky I managed to pack him, and holy shit, why is he so expensive, though? Seriously, he is so fucking expensive, and I didn't expect that. So I'm very, very happy with that one, of course. I will happily marry him to the club. You'll be the perfect partner to VVD. Uh, Sergio Ramos, well, he can hit the bench. And we have got Saliba and VVD in the team for the foreseeable future. Probably well into tots, to be honest, on the main. So I'm happy with that one. And happy that I don't even really have to think too hard about this one because it's just worked out so great for me. <laughs> How about you, Martin? I'm going to marry Ivan Ramiro Cordova. <laughs> Another hero, I know. It's kind of lame, but... Um, I've used his base hero card, and he's incredible. He's one of the most uh, meta defenders in the game. And I'm not sure what's the upgrade um, 
path with these heroes. Okay, so I have it right here. So for Cordoba, you want you need one win out of six and to avoid defeat in six, and he is tied to Inter. So that is oh, oh okay. So he'll get at least one upgrade. Yeah, and he's got eighty-seven base pace stats, so he should be incredible even if he doesn't get an upgrade. So I'm gonna go with my boy, my Colombian guy, Ivan Ramiro Cordoba, our neighbor. So that's that's my my guy. I'm gonna marry. How about you, John? Yeah, and I'm gonna shock everybody here. I'm gonna pick Alexander Isak. He. He's a Swedish striker that has kind of had some injuries this year for Newcastle. And I don't know if anybody knew how excited I was for him, but he looks awesome. And I would I always love Alexander Isak cards in game. His Future Stars card, I think in maybe FIFA 21, I think, uh, was incredible. And then later in the year, he got a TOTS objective card. And a lot of people like him, even guys that normally don't get along with having like using quote unquote fun cards like them. He's six, four, he's kind of got a slimmer body type, uh, but it's not like Richarlison's Richarlison has the lean body type, but he still feels trucky and he still feels kind of big in game. But Isak, like, like Kevin Durant kind of, he's the slim reaper, man. He can move very agile in the box, left stick dribbling. He's good in the air at six, four. I think he's got like 97 heading as well. And then, of course, the five-star weak foot with outside-of-the-foot shot trait. I mean, give me, give me, give me. Um, he's coming in now at 5.30. I just checked before I was going on my spiel here. And I'm hoping maybe after we get done recording, I can pick him up below 500K. That would be fantastic. It, I, I never can get the price right on these new cards and on their low points. And I feel like I've bought a day or two late. And I've still been able to make profit, but... Hopefully we can get it right with this ESOC card. So, yeah. And then Newcastle, I think, have a decent chance. I think they avoid Manchester City in their six games, but they just have to avoid defeat to Manchester United, who are really hot, and then Tottenham, who may or may not be turning a corner here. They're, they're yes. spurs. You never know what you're going to get with them. But anyways, um, what about you, Martin? Which one of these cards are you really not even considering touching? or think, think, think looks bad, or maybe bad value? Um, I'm going to go with Memphis Depay, just because of the fact that you guys mentioned he has a three-star weak foot and 84 composure. I think that's kind of low, too. Um, definitely not what I would be looking at for a striker or maybe a center forward. Um he does look good, but I think three-star weak foot is a no-go at this stage of the game. I think a minimum four-star weak foot is required, at least for me. And yeah, value-wise, he's 360000 right now. I think fodder is a little bit inflated at the moment, too. But yeah, I don't think I would invest 360000 coins or fodder into this Depay card. I I don't see myself doing that SBC. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that three-star weak foot is just killer. Like, it's really killer on that card. And uh, so, by the way, just uh, since you mentioned it earlier, John, so the, the these cards, the foot heroes, so I have it here what clubs are tied to. So, Ginola is tied to Newcastle, Cordoba to Inter, Ledley King to Tottenham, 
Abedi Pele to Marseille, Harry Kuehl to Leeds, despite having the Liverpool shirt there. <laughs> uh, Captavila Cap to Villarreal, uh, Peter Crouch for Liverpool, Lars Ricken to uh, Dortmund. So um, all of these guys, they just need one win and to avoid defeat in six. So avoiding defeat could be tough, but the six, uh, one win in six should be, you'd say it's pretty doable for most of these clubs, right? So for me, it's actually going to be a hero that I pick, and it's a good card, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to trash Abadi Pele. 1.5 million is just fucking ridiculous for this card, and I'm actually shocked how many upvotes he has. He has 208 upvotes to 28 downvotes on Footbin, which is usually a good indication of how the community feels about a card. And I just feel like he's so expensive. Like, what's the point? His shooting stats are not, like, crazy. Like, if I got a card that's 1.5 million as an attacker, you kind of want to throw him up front, but they're not, like, crazy enough that you put him at striker. He looks like a good winger, maybe, or like a Ram or a Lamb with these stats, or a Cam, but... Yeah, I don't know. Not for a great card, definitely, definitely a great card. But for 1.5 million, there there's some holes in it, I would say. So, uh, how about you, John? Who is the one that you would like to trash now that we're no longer killing these guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know. There, the Trimmel card was a consideration, but Union Berlin have gotten some SBC cards. I know I forget his name, Geraldo Becker or something. Becker was his last name. And they're doing really well in the Bundesliga, so I would expect them to get maybe some TOTS cards, maybe some TOTS SBCs or something like that down the line. So maybe maybe he might be good for links down the line. Maybe not right now unless – well, I guess Union Berlin are, are playing well, so they could very well get all of the upgrades and keep a clean sheet and maybe stay unbeaten. I don't know who's on their schedule. So uh, I, I'm going to pick an easy one, Lars Ricken. Uh, just get out of the game, really. Like if, if you're not going to make these cards – usable i guess you know just don't put them in the game i guess you gotta have something in the packs to fill them so i'm sure uh, many of you out there will see the hero card i don't know if the card designs are different but you'll see that you're getting yourself a hero and then you'll be quickly disappointed to realize you've picked up lars ricken um who i mean he's probably okay but i don't know not for me yeah you mentioned trimmel and uh last week the Silver Stars was a Union Berlin uh, player Ooh, as well, that's right? Right, that's right. He, one, he yeah. has upgrade potential. So, yeah, I would actually go and yeah use this card with alongside. What, what's his name? What's the the Silver Stars? Kevin, you're the Silver Stars guy. Save um, me. I, I I completed him. I I, I want to say it was like. Um... Schaefer, I think. Schaefer, no. oh, yeah, something like that. You're right. Hold on, let's yeah. pull it up here. But yes, something like that. And yeah, he's he's got upgrade potential as well. I, I don't think Union have a tough fixture in their next European match. So he could be a beast as well. I, I've seen a lot of people um, be happy with this card. So Trimble could be a good link with him. And yeah, I, I don't know. Right backs, I don't think there are many options right now in the Bundesliga aside from him and maybe the new show on Heinrichs card. So yeah, doesn't look that bad. And for 31,000 coins, he's a steal, I think. Right? And I, yeah, and I found the guy you're referring to Andras Schaefer. He is. Yeah, Schaefer. Yeah. Man, I really like that German flair you just put on Heintrich's name. Yeah. That was very good. It must have been from your time in Germany, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my German fans out there. 
Oh yeah. Um, so I guess now that we're done with this exercise, how are we feeling about the team? How are we looking to engage with things throughout the week? And maybe how do we feel about the game in general? I know there's still a lot of people in both kind of boats, you know, really enjoying gameplay still, really enjoying their experience. And there's some that are just, you know, bored, don't really know what to do and don't really know how many or how to engage with the game. Uh, our good friend Ryan, of course, the average FIFA player on Twitter, uh, was wondering also what our thoughts were, why so many people are so bored of the game. You know, is it gameplay-related content, the market? What do we think, guys? Uh, let's start with you, Martin. I know you, you were kind of voicing your frustrations before we started recording here. Yeah, I don't want to be negative, uh, but to answer Ryan's question maybe first, I think... Well, my frustration with the game has got to do probably with the new chemistry system. I don't think I like it, and I think it's more of a limiting factor than uh, something positive they they brought into the game. Um, right now, I'm happy with my team, but I would like to make certain upgrades that I just can't because of the fact that um, some cards are too expensive and others aren't just good enough to make the team. So what I'm going to do this week is probably just play my weekend league, see what I can get out of that. I saved some packs for this promo. I opened uh, almost all of them right now. I, I still have a couple of packs left, but I didn't get anything. So I'll probably just play my weekend league and then maybe do the Guidi objective because i have some ligon links and he doesn't look that bad i don't know um i i'm not i'm not sure if if rent are are how how they are playing in the in ligon right now but even if he gets a plus one he could be very decent he's got good pace stats um although the sprint speed is not um up there with the acceleration I think that with an upgrade, he could be really good. Uh, Three-star weak foot obviously is not ideal. We we said that before with Memphis, but since this is an objective card, I and and it's pretty easy to get. I have I have some French players, and that's basically all you need to do in order to complete the objective. So I'll probably just um, go and do that. And yeah, my weekend league, you know, standard uh, routine. And yeah, I I'm trying to stay positive. I've I've been having fun playing the game, so I'm really not bored per se. But I would like to make some changes, and I don't think I can do those right now. I I don't have enough coins. I I, I bought Ginola, his base hero card, so I'm excited about that. But other than that, I'm just gonna stick with my team, and uh, yeah. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, man. So I'm, I don't know. So I, I, I think a lot of people have been very excited for this promo. I mean, you see the reaction from the community, like with all the hype building, everyone is like, so like ready for this. And I think for some people, cause I was seeing in the discord, for example, some people are saying this team looks meh. Like it doesn't look that great. And I, I, I guess I sort of see where they're coming from, but I also think that the cards look really good. I think a lot of it comes down to, like, for myself, for example, I got my hypes up, like, really high for this. I thought it was going to be, like, amazing. And when you do that, chances are it's never going to uh, 
uh, it's never going to live up to that. And perhaps that's a problem that EA has had throughout the year, because uh, to answer Ryan's question, maybe that's part of why people are starting to lose interest so much. Maybe we keep getting so hyped for the next promo, like, oh my god, this is going to change the power curve. Oh my god. And then it's like, at least for the past two months, every promo has been pretty much sideways, except for team of the year. There are no uh, reasonable changes you can make to your team. And even if you wanted to, because these, since these cards are sideways and not a massive improvement, it's not worth, as you mentioned, Martin, Martin, because of this new chem system, to chop and change four players just to get a sideways movement into your, into your squad. And the whole thing for me in this game is about grinding so that I can eventually improve my squad or change my squad. And as it stands, it's it's pretty much impossible to do that unless I just want to play with like a quote-unquote fun team, which really is just uh, a keyword, or is just our way of saying a shitty team, so... Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I, and yeah, so I think that, um, I think that's a lot of it. I think our own expectations definitely don't help, but EA haven't really managed our expectations too well either, because, um, I'm sure ideally they wouldn't want us to get so excited and then burned out a week later. So, um, I'm sure, I'm sure that is not uh, what they're going for, but then again, I'm sh- also sure that this is their most successful year financially. So I'm not too sure, man, to be honest, but, um, yeah, I think it's a combination of all of the above. The gameplay has issues in it for sure. It is not consistent, so that's a huge fucking issue. The content, as I mentioned, um, perhaps they ramped up the power curve too much too early. I'm not sure. Or it was done intentionally, so we eventually come back later. Again, not sure. And the market as well, man. These cards are just so fucking expensive. I was trying to buy... Um, like, like I was trying to buy new cards for my new account, and it just like it just simply was not possible. I was looking at cards maybe a couple months ago, and everything was on the floor. I was saying, my God, like if I started a new team right now, about 100k, I could buy a usable team. And right now, I'm spending 100k to get a player in that I'm gonna replace anyways in a week on a, a week old account anyway. So it's just kind of like I don't know. The, it's hard to get motivation for me when it doesn't feel like there's a reasonable way for me to continue forward and to make progress. And for me, making progress is just improving my squad and adding to my squad or changing my squad. So I think that is why so many of us are bored. And I also think right now is the time of the year that a lot of us are finding other games as well. It's springtime, so a lot of new releases do come. You guys are playing Hogwarts maybe out there. If you're like me, you're excited for Resident Evil 4 that's about to come out. If you're a Nintendo guy, maybe Metroid. So I get it um, as well. So it's just interesting. To be honest, I'm not sure what one thing is causing this, Ryan, but I think... um, Perhaps it's all of them, and perhaps it's EA causing it. Maybe it's intentional. Uh, let me get your thoughts on it, John, because to be honest, I'm not, I haven't reached like a definitive conclusion on what the reasoning behind all of this is. Yeah, I think it's a little bit all, all of the above, right? Like, like you said, the market, it's either you can buy players to improve your team that are 200, 300, 400, 500K or above, or, you know, you spend, you know, like on our new accounts, we can spend not even like find players that are like 100K, 150K, 75K that normally you can find those type of players throughout the cycle, like as quote unquote cheap beasts. And there's really not that because like on my new account, I'm looking for a new center back and really the only, and again, like Martin's having problems with the chemistry issues and really the only player at the moment, I I think the screening art is going to be a good fit for that new account, but it was either I could get, Kempembe for 600k, which on my new account I can't afford, or I'm you know s- sorting through the the center back from Nant, Paloui, Paloy, however you pronounce his name, and then Bastoni, guys like that who are 20k. So again, I think the market's pretty fucked, and I don't really know why. Uh, 
probably because it has something to do with everybody having God squads again, which is another problem. And really the only way people who have grinded this game or at least played a decent amount throughout the cycle can improve their team right now. And it's spending the three, four, 500 plus thousand coins on a, an expensive player like I'm doing with Isak at the moment. So yeah, I think, I think that, and um, again, we had to make new accounts to kind of do something that we love a lot with this game. And that's again, improving your team and you just can't do that. And I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of grinded my way through my new account. So really there's nothing else to do on it, but gameplay. And, and like I said, I can't really improve it. And I had a crazy uh, weekend league experience this morning with it playing, you know, God squads. I played against uh, FIFA legend air Japes. Um, I lost three, two to him. I was mad. I lost to him. GG's Japes, if you're listening, but um, yeah, uh, just, just, I think that's kind of why I'm frustrated with the game and, and don't really know what to do sometimes. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people, I guess are bored because they don't really know what to do. They, they don't like playing rivals. And even if they do still play rivals, they get their eight wins. And then it's like, okay, now what, you know, now I'll wait and play my weekend league games and then, Wait and play my weekend league finals games because we're not definitely not playing squid battles because uh, that game mode is uh, torture. So yeah, that's that's kind of my thinking. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know how I'll engage with this. I think I'll probably go back to my new account since I can afford Isak. Um, he's dropping like a rock right now, so maybe I could sell everything and play with him on my new account too. But you know, that's that's just me. I don't I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'll probably just go back to my main account and have fun playing with a meta super sweaty squad since I haven't done that in a while. And I've been getting my ass beat with my RTG. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like you, man. So like, even on my RTG, I don't know what to do on there. So I, I kind of just like, I said, fuck it. And I'm not even going to keep pushing towards like getting the like best meta squad possible. Cause it's not, it's just simply not going to happen anyways on that account. But, uh, yeah, so I just I decided to go get like Nakata to put in midfield, Junya Ito, Hasebi at the back, and if hey if I get through balled by Jarzino and Mbappe, like congrats, he's eleven, like the Michael Owen meme. Congrats, he's eleven. Michael Owen scores on a little kid and he starts celebrating. You're scoring on Hasebi anyway, so I can kind of like be like, all right, I'm I'm okay, you know, it is what it is, right? So I think that's the way forward for me on the the new account and what I'm gonna do on the new account, and I think that like you, man, I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna start getting back on the main, start grinding it, you know. So uh, it's interesting to see where we go from here. I think we have all now with with foot fantasy. Actually, we have something to grind for. It seems like, and I don't know. Um, it just seems like right now is a time when a lot of us may maybe we'll start to come back. I don't know because I'm seeing uh, the Discord looked a little more active today all of a sudden. So I know Jandy said he's coming back as well. So yeah, yeah I think I know a lot of people were complaining about this team, but. I think when you look at the squad, like all of these players are at their base at 88, 89, or 90. So with those upgrades, they're going to start creeping up. And I, it was an exercise I did before this team was announced and before or when the promo was announced, I should say. I went back and looked last year at the Foot Fantasy cards, and all of them are like 95, I think maybe a couple 96, a bunch of 94s, 93s, 92s. And that's pretty much what TOTS cards are coming out as this year, too. So I think maybe as these cards and this promo starts to near towards the end and these cards are available to start upgrading, I think that's possibly a good time people start to come back and engage with the game, too. So 
um, yeah, I think that's exciting for me too. So, um, yeah, and I guess, uh, Kevin, we had uh, talk about gameplay if we want to get into that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. There's a question that came in. This actually came in from uh, Rick, our friend, RJ underscore foot. Rick, our man, uh, he commented in the, the Discord basically asking this. And it is a, it, this came uh, about a week ago, so um, but it's very relevant, I think, right now because a lot of us, uh, what we're talking about, people are stepping away because of frustrations with the market, whatever. But gameplay is definitely one of those. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, Rick asks, what are the best skills to get players open for passes? Um, and then he also says, uh, do you think Winter Wildcards Cruise is better than Flashback Jorginho? Um, I haven't used Jorginho, but I would say yes, but I didn't like Cruise, and I was pretty alone in that. So um, how about you guys? What skills do you guys um, use to get players open for passes? Um, I think one of the most effective skills to use in order to open up a passing lane is the ball roll. I don't know if you guys agree, but it's just simple and do the ball roll and almost certainly your pass will go in the to the player that that you intended to go so yeah i just i keep it simple i'm not a crazy skiller i do a couple of skills but i think the ball roll is really good and also maybe not a skill per se but um using l1 and r1 dribbling um is a good way to you know open up some space in order to get off a shot or maybe give a pass to someone that's open. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And regarding <laughs> the second part of the question, if I think Winter Wildcards Cruz or is better than Jorginho, I haven't used either of those guys. Uh, but I, I would say just looking at them from a, from a stats perspective, you know, their characteristics, I would say they're different players. I would say Jorginho is more of a stayback uh, CM, CDM, while Tony Cross is more of a get-forward, creative type of midfielder. So I don't know, Rick. That depends on what you want the player to do in that position. So that would be me. How about you, John? Yeah, I'm just like you, Martin. I'm not super skillful and I'm very envious and it comes off as, I don't know what aggression against people that are able to skill their way out of pressure or take a touch. I don't know. I don't even know what these kids are doing these days um, to, to do what they're doing and I can't get the ball off them, but uh, yes, ball rolls. And then Martin, you posted something in the discord. I think you might've posted it once or twice this week and it was a dribbling tutorial or something like that or dribbling tips and tricks and I read through it and there was some interesting stuff in there and, and something I do and it's I kind of look ahead to where I'm passing. I always kind of look for the next pass. And then this guy that posted this Reddit thread, um, and I guess if if after this, if you guys are interested in it, maybe we could tag it or maybe tweet it below our show tweet or something. But I take a touch into open space and I think that just kind of opens up, you know, a world of possibilities for you and gives you gives yourself some time to kind of think of what you want to do with your next pass. And yeah, I mean, if you're not a skiller like myself or Martin, I, I, I think ball rolls are a great way to avoid pressure and avoid a tackle. And then also uh, taking your first touch into any open space, whether that's forwards, sideways, or even backwards. And I know I, I annoy a lot of people by taking my first touch backwards, but 
it's the safest place and I, and you will rare, rarely lose the ball um, doing that too. So uh, what about you, Kevin? You're definitely, I mean, hands down the most skillful player here with skill moves and stuff like that. So uh, what, what do you uh, have for Rick here? Yeah, I think this year though, more than more than previous years, skill moves. I don't use skill moves to beat players, and I'm not using skill moves nearly as much as I was last year. I'd say considerably less than I was last year. And I think, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that yeah, you don't necessarily need skill moves to beat players this year, but I think they're very effective. And what Rick is asking to create spaces to get passes off, like John, I think it's very intel. It's I think you're just. Uh, at an advantage when you're taking smarter touches. So take touches away from the defender. Don't be afraid to take a touch backwards because it looks really stupid if you take a touch forward and go straight into the center back anyways. So um, don't be afraid to do that. Uh, all, like John said, think ahead on your passes. I think that if you try to think of the, the pitch in triangles, it does help passes without using skill moves, without using a ball roll to create uh, two or three yards to get to the side of a defender. I think just thinking ahead on, on your passes creates a ton of space on them. So a lot of the times when I'm getting pressured, I will try to look um, almost like a triangle. Like, how can I imagine you are trying to bounce a laser off of a, a mirror and try to make it hit a target? So I try and look at one player and how can I ping it off him and then ping it to the third guy, who is the guy I'm actually aiming for because the straight line path is blocked. So I try and view the pitch in that way, and it does help a lot. Um, just look for the triangles, man. Look for the triangles. I think it's so important. If you have... A lot of players, the way that they defend is that they will cover you and the guy that you want to pass to. So quite simply, all you have to do is go around them. Go to the next guy. All of a sudden, they will have a different passing lane to try and cover. Either they're, So when you pass from, let's say there's three players, player A, B, and C. They're covering the lane from player A to player C. So you pass the, the, the ball to player B instead. Now all of a sudden, they got to cover the lane from B to C. And if they do that, A is wide open again, and you could burst forward, take a touch into space with him, and then all of a sudden B or C is open again. They might have made movements to get forward. So I think it's really important to use more than just one player. Don't just be focused. You know, look for the triangles, man. That more than anything. And then, like Martin said, ball rolls. Ball rolls, ball rolls, ball rolls. Those are the biggest one. If you can just throw in a ball roll or two, it changes the angle on the pass as well, and that's, I think, the biggest. So don't be afraid to chain ball rolls, I think. If you can put together sometimes two ball rolls just consecutively, Rather than just one, it, it makes all the difference on the angle. It gives you that half yard that you need to squeeze the ball in between a gap or something. And I think that's pretty huge too. It looks stupid. I get it. Some people might not like the way that two ball rolls, three ball rolls in a row looks. It do, I get it, but it is extremely effective if that's what you're going for, for sure. So I think that's the biggest one for me. Also, um, one that, uh, John, I know you've mentioned you've tried before too, the Burba Spin Cancel. When you're running down the wing, try a Burba Spin Cancel. It's a little more advanced, but since you're asking specifically about skills, um, give that one a go, man. They usually back off you and give you space because I have no idea which way you're going. And it gives you enough room to get off a pass sometimes. So that one, uh, for me, is a really big one. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to mention um, as far as this is concerned? Yeah, maybe just remember not to press the sprint button all the time, you know, do some, maybe a fake, a fake shot stop is also a good way to, you know, switch up the tempo and maybe, uh, find another passing lane. I don't know. Uh, that's something I do, um, when I'm in attack, uh, outside of the box, you can do a fake shot stop and assess the situation find a find a, another player to pass the ball to 
Yeah, I like that. And actually, your, your point about sprinting is really big. I think that you can use – if you're smart with sprinting and you're not holding sprint all the time and taking these crazy touches all the time, you can use it to your advantage. Use it to emphasize a touch when you need it, and it, it really helps because it totally throws off the defender because – I mean, I wouldn't see it coming most of the times anyway, so I think that's a, that's a pretty big one, man. And um, yeah, so we, we got another question. This one is also from Rick, and I want to take this one because it it keeps on the topic of gameplay. Um <laughs> So Rick says, why do EA reward the rat players and not the ones who know football? So um, give me your thoughts on this. John, let me start with you. Why do EA reward the rats and not the ones that know football? Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Um, For whatever reason, broken mechanics are always going to exist within the game. Um, I I know Rick has had as many complaints in the Discord and I know he hates the the skill merchants and stuff like that, but you know, honestly, if it's there in the game and you know how to do it and you're not using it in a game breaking way. And by that, I mean, kind of, I know a lot of people use it to glitch through a player or something like that. So maybe if you're not using it in that sense, I think, you know, more power to you. If you're, if, if it's there in the game and you're willing to put the time in to learn it, that's that's all the better for you, man. And honestly, like a lot of these rat tactics, like spamming through balls and all that good stuff, there's there's a counter to it. And I would suggest maybe just learning the counter to it. Um, and I know you can take your center backs and drag them back to prevent a through ball and the ball will still get through sometimes. That's that's just the game. But there's just there's just a lot of things you can do to prevent that. And and then again, just kind of being self-aware in realizing your opponent's doing that maybe. And then um, realizing they're doing that and then anticipating it for the next seven hundred times they do it. So Exactly. I think I think that's the most important thing. I was uh, yesterday I was playing the homegrown eleven friendly mode, quote unquote friendly mode. Uh <laughs> And I came up. I I was actually two and one uh, until I came up against a guy. You know, he had the standard meta team. You know, Alawiran, Mbappe, Jarzinho. So you know you're gonna get it, and you know you're gonna have to sweat in order to beat him. And yeah, the first game I was actually ahead by two goals, and he tied with a through ball to Alawiran and then just a cutback pass to Ginola. So I was pissed. Yeah. Then I went I went into another game straight away and matched up against the same guy twice. And this time he he kicked my ass. He beat me 4-2, four, four I think. All of his goals came from a cutback pass uh, from Alawiran to uh, Ginola or Mbappe or whoever was available inside the box. So... Yeah, I think what John said is 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 the most the, the smartest thing way to approach this question. Um, if it happens to you once, okay, it happened. The guy abused a certain mechanic, but if it happens to you three times, then it's your fault because you need to anticipate the fact that that's the only way he knows how to play the game. And I was I, I I was actually thinking about why I lost that game, and it's the fact that I I didn't I didn't put my fullback on stay back to cover those Alawiran runs, or maybe I, I yeah I should have done a better job at covering the cutback pass. 
I don't know, but it's it's usually your your fault if if you get beat by a guy who abuses mechanics. The the only time maybe that I would feel differently is if I were to lose against a Trivella merchant. Because you can anticipate those yes, but most of the times they just bang them in and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. So, yeah. Go ahead and look at your own gameplay, Rick, and maybe you'll find the answer yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, Rick is somebody that streams. So, for you, Rick, like, you can definitely go back and look at your... I don't know if you have video on demands turned on for your Twitch, but um, if you're someone that's... You're someone that wants to look at your gameplay. This is an option for sure. If I don't. I assume on PlayStation it's the same, but on Xbox, even if you don't have all like the capture card and all that uh, equipment to stream, you can just download the the Twitch app onto your Xbox and you can stream directly from your from your Xbox. No one's gonna watch you or whatever if that's what you're concerned about. And you can just go back onto your account later and watch your gameplay back to see um, if there are any issues there, if there's any problems, deficiencies, whatever that you want to fix. Um. As to the question itself, uh, why do EA reward the rat players and not the ones who know football? Um, quite simply, I mean, in my opinion, I wouldn't want a game that's pure football, personally. I mean, I it's, it's a video game, right? If it was pure football from 90 minutes, it would honestly get pretty boring as a game. And um, yeah, so I think be- because of that, a lot of things that... This is very condensed. We're not playing a full 90 minutes by... Uh, not even close, right? And because of that, a lot of things just need to happen very quickly, and a lot of shitty things do happen. These cutbacks is part of that. It's, um, I guess this is just maybe the reason, or just, I don't know. EA does need to put in ways that is possible to score, and it's also a video game, so I don't want it to be a 1-0 every single time either. So um, for that reason, I do think it's important that it's not too close to real football in that sense, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about it many times in the future. We've talked about it in the past, the balance between arcadiness and real-life football. So the fact that, personally, I believe there should be some sort of balance between Arcady and real life, and because of that, um, these sorts of shitty things just need to exist. What I would say, though, is I don't know if it's always necessarily your fault. This game, um, sometimes bullshit just happens in this game. Um, you, you, you can get through ball ten times in a row, and um, the tenth one, they'll just squeeze through somehow. So sometimes these players just get lucky, and some people play just to gamble in this game. And what I mean by gambling on this game is they're just going to spam through balls, knowing that I have, let's say, an 8% chance of the through ball getting through. I'm going to do it 80 times, and hopefully I'll score a few goals off of that And uh, based on my percentage of chance. And the same goes with the Travella, which I do think is, um, if you're one of these people that spams these things, it is kind of shitty, but also um, don't feel too bad when you play against these types of players either. I think players spamming through balls and gambling on these things and gambling on Travellas constantly will never do much better than going 50-50 in the weekend league at best. So try not to get too down on it. Shit happens. You are going to lose these players every once in a while. But there's a reason that professional players do consistently get 19, 18, 20 wins in weekend league. There is a reason that they aren't consistently losing to these guys where they're through, spamming through balls or are uh, against them or are just getting DDA because half of the games, we all know how it is. We feel like the, the game is just going in the favor of the opponent. Whether or not that happens actually happens is another story, but we all feel it, or at least many of us feel it. And there's a reason that pros are able to overcome this. So I would say what Martin says, definitely look at your own gameplay. If you are concerned about getting wins, if you care about uh, winning more games, about losing less games, look at your gameplay and um, try to be as objective as possible in analyzing it. Try to look at it from someone else's perspective. Because when you look, when I look at it from my own perspective, all I see is all the shit that's happening to me. And I say, fuck, why is this <laughs> happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening just to me? But it's not. Go look at the game and 
lot of bullshit happens both ways, right? So, um, yeah, just look at your gameplay. I, I'll say it again. Look at your gameplay, man. That's all I can say. Look at your <laughs> gameplay. And, Rick, you're someone that has um, recently – you. I remember you're struggling a lot in the past week with um, gameplay in general and with the game in general. And I think that um, just try and use it, like you said, your exact words, use it as a learning experience. Use these losses as a learning experience. If what you care about is winning, use the losses as a learning experience, man. No, yeah, yeah the- I agree. And, and the easiest way to improve is to look at yourself and, and not blame others, right? And that you could say that pretty much about anything in life. You know, look at yourself in the mirror before you blame anybody else. But, and I know a lot of stuff is in the game, like tacklebacks, all that good stuff. But, I mean, it's just part of the game, right? Um, like, maybe if I wouldn't have drawn my center back out of position, maybe Mbappe doesn't get through on goal and I have to rescue him with Ramos and then it gets a tackle back um, and then he scores. So, um, yeah, just look inward first uh, before you start blaming the rats. I know there's plenty of them out there, but – um, Love that's, blame that's the fastest, yeah, that's the fastest way to improve. Um, and yeah, I guess we had another question, um, and I, I kind of want to tie it together with something else I kind of wanted to talk about, I guess. Um, our guy, Razor Sharp 1994 asks, uh, basically, who in the game that doesn't have a special card right now would you like to see get a special card? And I think he mentioned like a Hero Buffon or something like that. Um, and then maybe mention a card or something you enjoyed using this week too, since I know people kind of like to hear about that kind of stuff. So, um, I guess I'll go first and let you guys kind of think, um, since it's kind of a, not a difficult question, but one you need to think about a little bit, um, a card that I used this week that I really enjoyed using. I know Martine loves them a lot, Locatelli, and you guys weren't going to get away with me on this pod, not gloating about the Locatelli upgrade because he is really, really good. Um, I know a lot of people were off put by his pace. I mean, the pace was 79. And like I mentioned, a lot of people, I love that Chabi Alonso card. I know a lot of people do too. And he had 80 pace. So I know visually 79 pace looks like 59 pace compared to 81 pace or something like that. But, um, yeah, it, it was one point off, and nobody – I had never heard anybody complain about Chabi Alonso's pace. And Locatelli being 6'1", I think, medium-high work rates, the most desirable work rate for a defensive-minded midfielder you would want in the game. And he, he's fantastic. He's, his passing is really good. His size, his tackling animations, he, he retains the ball a lot. I really am, like, using that card. And then um, – I kind of already, I just got the card uh, I wanted that hadn't been in the game, and that's Alexander Isak, who I just finally sniped for a price that probably will be too too much. I bought for too much probably, but I wanted him in the club, and I want to play with him now. So um, what about you, Kevin? Um, who have you maybe enjoyed using this week that you tried out, and then who would you like to see? I know you've got a bunch of uh, hipster players you like. I don't know if you want to call it that, but. You like a do- bunch of different, not not so well known players. So so, what about you, man? Yeah. So for me, um, I, I've thought about this many times about these hypothetical players that can come into the team. I will get to those, but I guess I want to give a special mention here to uh, to Rovella. What a card, man! Definitely. Uh, I, I think he's still out for like a week. So if you guys need a, a stay back CDM from Serie A and you've missed out on. Uh, Tonali, you've missed out on the one that uh, John just mentioned, Locatelli, which you probably should have done. You probably should have not looked at that 79 pace. 
you should have probably just said, hey, man, it's pretty much 80, and let's use it, because he's pretty fucking good. I'm using him on my main team, and he's really good. Last night, I went 7-0 and in home uh, in the first owner cup, and uh, Locatelli just held things down, man, so we can give him credit for that one. So, um, for me, man, I've, I've thought about this many times, and there's two hero cards I would love to have in the game. I want me a Maxi Rodriguez, and I want me a Craig Bellamy, two Liverpool two former Liverpool players and two really cool ones and probably ones that would be pretty usable in game. if not fun. I'm sure Bellamy would be, uh, he'd be short and stocky and he looks like a cube. So he would be awesome to use in game. Um, also a really cool guy and just like a, an awesome guy in general. Um, I know he's had like struggles with mental health and stuff. So, um, hope he's doing well cause he's a really cool footballer. And then Maxi Rodriguez, man, what a guy, one of my favorite players. I've mentioned it before. He was always one of my favorite players at Liverpool. Now I've mentioned his name like a fuck ton of times on here. And I've even said, oh, Maxi Rodriguez runs down the wing for me. My favorite Liverpool song ever. And one of my favorite players and my favorite Argentinian and the greatest Argentinian football footballer of all time, other than uh, <laughs> other than a couple of really famous guys you might <laughs> mention ahead of him. But <laughs> yeah, Maxi Rodriguez for me, man. And then no obscure Iranians today, I guess. Um, we could put Ali Karimi as a hero card. That would be a cool one. He said lots of nice things about uh, women fighting for their rights in Iran, and he was a good player for Bayern Munich, so we'll, we'll take him as well. Um, how about you guys? Uh, how about you, Martin? Oh, well, <laughs> I think I've mentioned this like 10 times already this season. I need a special Moises Caicedo card, and I need it now. <laughs> I don't understand if, if, if the people in charge of content don't watch real football or whatever, but this guy is one of the best young midfielders in the Premier League. And if you want to give him a really meta card, I think he would be like perfectly suited for that. And another guy that I would like to have a hero card from is uh, Antonio Valencia. Mm -hmm. uh, for his time, his time at uh, Manchester United. He was yeah. the captain at United for some time too. So yeah, I think... Bigger. Yeah, well, you can give him the base base hero card, Wigan, and then he can also get a World Cup hero card because he also played at the World Cup. And then you can also give him a foot, uh, foot fantasy card as well if you want. Uh, he would be amazing, I think, in, in game as well. And yeah, regarding the second part of the question, uh, I, did, I did a couple of showdown SBCs last week and I was lucky enough uh, both got an upgrade. A full upgrade, that is. And uh, that would be Soler and uh, Locatelli. And yeah, as John mentioned, Locatelli is incredible. I replaced uh, Turam with him. And so far, I have zero regrets other than the fact that I spent my father on Turam. Um, and yeah, Soler is incredible. Post-upgrade, um, he's... Well, I play a three-man three midfield. So Locatelli is stay back. And then I have Soler on balanced. Um, and then I have De Ketelar on uh, get forward. So Soler is like, yeah, as it, as I said, the balanced midfielder. He, he, he's in charge of going forward, going back. And, you know, he's got incredible passing, good pace and good physicals as well. So, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed those two cards this week and I'm happy I finally got um, uh, yeah I, I was on the winning side of a showdown because normally I do a showdown card and then uh, they, they go on and lose 
But yeah, I think those guys with with the links they have, Juve and PSG, they they are they are amazing, and yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with them. And looking forward to Ginola. It's gonna be the first time that I use a Ginola card in FIFA, so yeah, I'm excited about that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. And then there, there's another question that we got in. This one actually came in um, a couple weeks ago, so I'd like to get to this one. This is from our friend Eric on Twitter. He is known as German Dad in LA. So if you ever see him around, man, come say hi to me, dude. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll go get some food. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, so he says too late. But the overall stats for goal scored in game, very interesting. Zlatan rules, for example. Also, can uh, you can sort of gauge broken cards. For example, Gabriel's Jesus 89 cards. So I guess um, I think what he's trying to say is that certain cards, um, based if you go look at your goals and assists on them, you can kind of see which cards are just like totally broken in game for you. Because as John say, men men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. So um, yeah, so yes, uh, for, so for example, me and John know that Ozyman and CDK are just absolutely elite based on our goal returns from them. Of course, they're elite. No surprise there, but. Uh, maybe I want to rephrase this question a little differently. Are there any like key stats when you're looking at a card specifically? Are there any like key stats in there that you would say when you see it, you go, "This card might be pretty broken." Like when you're doing like a stat reveal or you're something like that. Um, let me ask you first, John. What is what are some of like those key stats in there for you, man? Like if you're doing a stat reveal, you see ninety something in one of these stats, you know it's good. I think a lot of them are within the dribbling category. Agility and balance are, I think most people know, very, very key when it comes to dribbling in game and moving with your left stick. And I'm, again, not very good with the skills or I'm not really don't I don't really want to learn the skills and utilize them in the way they should be. So agility and balance is definitely something I look for and is very key for my game. And then also. Uh, reactions and composure and composure being a big one for strikers and anybody that I want to have an opportunity at scoring a goal. I know a lot of people talk about composure in the sense of, you know, if you're under pressure, if somebody has low composure, they're not going to perform the command right, whether that be a shot, a pass, a dribble or whatever. Um, But I think composure mainly just being composed in front of goal. And if you look at this W9 card, the Wild Wag Horse card, and another stat he has, uh, well, he has 95 composure, but he also has 95 reactions. And I think reactions is definitely a huge one. It's, I think you can't, yeah, you can upgrade reactions with, I think, a Maestro and Marksman. I'm sure there's some other ones maybe in there that you can upgrade them with, but is very, very key also um, when it comes to responsiveness, left stick dribbling. And then also, I feel like I feel like it, it does work for some of this too. Uh, I know game, when gameplay is bad, you can have some button delay, and I feel like guys with higher reactions um, are able to respond to your commands better. So, really, um, if I'm doing a stat reveal, uh, I don't really get excited until I'm like, "Ooh, this this guy has like 90 plus reactions. He's got 88 reactions, 90 reactions, 90 composure, 88 composure, something like that on the high end." So. Um, those for me are probably, if I see a new card out, those are probably the first two stats I look at and I'm like, well, he's got 80 reactions and I'm, and it's a top of the line or you're wanting them to be a top of the line player that you're going to spend Bitcoin for. And, and that happened a lot. It seemed with future stars and you're just not really willing to spend the big bucks on those guys. So, um, what about you, Martin? 
Yeah, as you say, composure, reactions, and yeah, for me, aggression. Aggression is very important in midfield, especially. I don't know. I think it's Japes that mentions aggression as one of those key stats in midfield, and and I tend to agree with him. Uh, there are certain midfielders or players that you use in midfield uh, that look good, but that have low aggression, and you can notice you can notice that. And th- those are usually the players that feel kind of like ghosts sometimes. You know, they're passive uh, into going into a tackle, maybe uh, recovering the ball, etc. So I do like aggression and I do like chem styles that boost aggression as well. Uh, but I think the, the question is very broad and I think it, it all depends on uh, what, what position you're looking at. So I think... Yeah, if, if I'm looking at a winger, I would certainly look at pace. Um, good acceleration, maybe, uh, being key. Uh, but I also look at passing. Vision and short passing are very important to me um, from midfield going forward. So, yeah, th- those would be the, the key stats. And, yeah, I think going back to what you said, Kevin, uh this year it's very very hard to you know have real stats for a player i mean goals per game goal scored because every weekend league there are people that leave at zero zero or you know quit so yeah i i was very caught up on that at the beginning of the year and i know that my wants to watch holland is still the top scorer of my team uh, so yeah, I, I was obsessed with that for a while, but then I just stopped looking at it because it's, it's irrelevant when, when people quit and you don't even have a chance to, to score a goal, then what's the point? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think we need to start a petition, man. We need to bring back the record counter in the top corner because I think these people, they just don't care. They're like, my record doesn't show. Let's go lose a thousand games in a row just to piss off my opponent. Like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, honestly, what you're talking about, these people quitting at nil-nil and shit, I know this is not the question, but, like, what are you fucking doing to all these people, man? Like, come on, dude. Like, play a game. Don't waste people's time. Have a good time on your own without hurting people. But yeah, anyway, or give away the game. Yeah, Give but, away the win. Yeah, but then they couldn't be an asshole and say they owned their opponent, right? So, you know, I, I think I mentioned that. I, I mentioned this. Um, I don't I don't remember, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. So, you know how you have... Uh, end playoff button i think it's triangle or y on xbox um if you're happy with your rank and you want to end the playoffs you just go ahead and tap the triangle or y and then you're done why not have that in weekend league yeah Yeah. because i i think once you get to 14 and 3 you can't possibly go any like for i don't know there's certain points where you reach certain records you can't go any further so why can't you just have like uh, and playoffs like 14 and 5 you can't possibly get to 16 and you know yeah. what is the point right so yeah i was looking at so i went back a couple weeks ago and i looked at my old fifas like just to look at my clubs and my record was like so much better on it like i had way more win because like obviously i probably played more squad battles than two but like it's just interesting like i don't know uh this is, I, I don't know there's a lot of shit happen and then yeah like you said it's hard to gauge like your stats correctly because like what I'm talking about with my record, I'm giving away a lot of games. So my records on my players get tainted or there's friendlies where it doesn't track. So it's a little tough, but 
what he's talking about is true. Like, when you're looking at certain cards and their goal returns, like, you definitely can pick up. Some guys are just OP. Like, CD, CDK, in my opinion, like, you look at his stats on my on my main, I think I said it the other day, but he basically has more than two goals a game, which is fucking ridiculous, right? And I, I don't know, man. So I think that, for me, uh, what I actually asked you guys, which stats when you're looking at players, like, what stats are important? I do think it depends on what position, of course, that they're in. But like John mentioned, reactions, number one. Composure, reactions and composure, both of those, number one. Outside of the obvious, which I think is pace. I think everybody knows to look for pace. So definitely pace. But yeah, outside of that, reactions, composure are massive. Without reactions, like I was using Zola, and I think he has 80 reactions on baby Zola. And my God, you could feel it compared to Mbappe, who has 93 reactions. Gold Mbappe has 93. You could totally feel it, man um other but, piece sorry go for it man yeah you know what i i usually go at the end of the game and just have a look at the specific stats of a certain player you know and let's say a midfielder i i go i go and look at um percentage of passes completed that's very important to me so yeah i try to you know have like above 90 percent passing accuracy and then I go and look at that and yeah those are things that can can give you a certain idea of how well a player is performing for you and if 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 he's not a striker because that's uh, yeah exactly right yeah I mean it's easier with like strikers like what um, Eric mentioned Zlatan Gabriel Jesus you know that there's Go, we're judging them on goals and assists, right? So what you mentioned is really important. And I think in general, if you're like like Rick, who's concerned about playing um, real-life football, like me, like I, I want to play the style as well, right? Like I want it to be a little more realistic. Sure, I spam skills and everything too, but it's important to me. I think what you mentioned, try and get over 90% pass accuracy. I think that's really, like, really big, at least for me. But yeah, so then, like I said, reactions, composure. Um, if you're looking at midfielders like you, uh, like you, Martin, short passing is uh, vision and... Uh, J- uh, no, JP mentioned this. Curve is huge. Curve is huge. Um, I think that's a really big one on midfielders. I don't, I don't really care about it on strikers because, like, I feel like it applies more to like long passing and stuff. And I do see it um, have an impact on shooting, but some of these guys have like meta shooting traits, anyways, that like make these not matter as much. But yeah, on a on a striker, finishing and shot power is massive. I think shot power is massive. If a player has not that great finishing, but they have really high shot power, at least their shots kind of just like blaze past the keeper um i also think defensive awareness is massive uh like again like jp mentioned uh the foot doc i mean he's the the wizard with the tactics so he knows all this stuff and it's true man defensive awareness is massive when you're in the jockey and you're using a guy with low defensive awareness they just jockey really really slow and they won't get across and make these auto blocks with high defensive awareness in the jockey they move really fast and i'm not sure why it's coded this way but a player with higher defensive awareness literally moves faster in the jockey than a player no matter what their uh, pace stat says, which is weird, but yeah, um, yeah, that's basically it for me, man. Those are the ones that I think are really important. Um, do we have time for uh, another question, guys? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So okay, so we got this one, and this one is a little more specific to today, which is why I think I'd really like to, I'd like to take it off possible. This is from our friend on Twitter, Irfan. Um, you can find him irf underscore m underscore on Twitter. And he says, if you can only do one SBC, uh, W9, Vout Veghorst uh, for a super sub, or Memphis Depay as a starter, who would you do? So W9 as a sub, or Depay as a starter? Uh, let me ask you first, Martin. 
I wouldn't spend that many coins or fodder on the sub, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if I were to do Weghorst, then I would find a way to get him into my team, at least with two chem. So that's my answer. And yeah, I I killed, so I, I discarded the pie earlier, so I, I wouldn't <laughs> do that SPC. So yeah, I, yeah. I think Weghorst, but try to get him into your team. Yeah, yeah, both of these guys are pretty expensive SBCs. When you look at their prices on Footbin, I think over 350k, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I, I think if you're gonna play both of them as a starter, I think you go with Vague Horse just to maybe give you some a different option in your attack. Because I'm sure you probably already have a guy like Memphis that probably already has a four or five star weak foot. Um, Player of the Month Ben Yetter comes to mind. I think his SBC still. SBC is still out. I think I would probably prefer Ben Yetter myself and, and with my play style over Memphis to pay. And yeah, I, I would definitely, like Martin said, do not spend 350K worth of fodder on a sub unless, I don't know, you're, you're really bored and maybe just want to have fun with the super sub like that. But um, if you're dead set on both of them, pick the guy that you're going to put in your starting lineup. So um, what about you, Kevin? I think that's a that's a smart piece of advice, especially if you're running on limited resources. You definitely should be uh, prioritizing prioritizing the guy that will start for you. Uh, for me, I was saying earlier in the week, I'm gonna do W9 as a super sub, man. Let's get W9 done as a super sub. And if your motiv- <laughs> if your motivations are like mine, just uh, you, you just want to like I don't want to miss out, man. Like I just want to use these cool. It's, like it's cool, dude. Like. You know, like, come on. So, um, I, 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 again, I probably actually, I probably won't even do him. I'm actually thinking I'll do Elliot because I think I'll get more fun out of Elliot just being a Liverpool player. And that's if that's what you're doing this for, just to have a little bit of fun. Then I think you're gonna get more. I don't know. I think you're gonna get more fun out of Veg Horse because I feel like there are more players like the Pie out there. Generally, skills are more fun, but I think that um, I think there you, there's just so many players like him, like you mentioned, John. And then if not, you could. If you just want some guy that can dribble well and it's not even the skills or whatever on him that you love, then uh, Ben Yedder, for example. Uh, either way, both of these cards are really good. I know that we don't like the pie because of the weak foot, and I, I, I'm i with you. I really think that kills the card for me. So I don't know. I think that if you're to look back in two or three weeks' time or in a month's time and say, which card should I have done? Honestly, man, I would say Veghorst, even if as a super sub. I know that you guys are saying don't do a sub, but I think that's the one that you'll look back and say, shit, I should have done more than the pie. So, um, because I know, yeah, because I know a lot of us are at the stage where we're just trying to make like sideways movements in our team or use fun guys or just something different. And Veghorst is very likely to offer something different to what many of us have, in my opinion. And just to touch on the on, on the question, to, to give him an answer, because I, I probably didn't give him a straight answer to his question, I would do Weghorst if I had the, the choice. And yeah, I'm not doing the SBC because I can't get him into my team right now. And last year I suffered his showdown card too many times, and I'm sure I'm going to suffer his showdown card this year as well. And yeah, I'm going to regret it, but it is what it is. So go ahead and do Vekhorst. Have some fun. Sub him on. 50th minute. He'll bang the goals for you. No doubt. Yeah, yeah oh, and yeah, you don't sure. have to miss out, too. You see everyone jumping on the W9 bandwagon. It's it's fun, right? So <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it tightens the community, you know? 
exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, but, yeah, he's not going to be the most meta guy, but again, he's probably going to be the guy you have the most fun with. I know uh, somebody in our Discord mentioned um, the Toure out of positions card, the guy who's normally a center back, but he's a striker for Marseille, the 83-rated out of position French player. And yeah, yeah, I mean, he's 6'8 and lengthy, and he is a legitimate, terrifying player. Uh, prospect to defend I, I played against him on my new account in the lower divisions of rivals and and some kid just battered me with him um he just got through on goal a lot just based on his size alone and was able to barrel through my poor gold defenders at the time so um yeah just again um i know i mentioned that at the end of one podcast but just do whatever you're gonna have the most fun with because you know at the end of the game at the end of the day it is just a game and, you know, we're, I don't know how many pros listen to this podcast, probably not many. Um, a lot of you are probably like us, you know, um, casually playing the game at a hardcore level, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, just do whatever you're going to have the most fun with, I think is, is the, the correct answer to the question. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I think that'll wrap us up guys. Um, I know you can find our, Twitter page on or our our uh, podcast Twitter page at your FIFA podcast on twitter.com as Kevin likes to say and uh, interact with interact with us there we'll respond we love uh, talking to you guys um, I know you can find Jandy on Jandy at Jandy foot I think he changed his handle to at Jandy foot and then also the foot doc Mr. JP at Dr. Foot PhD, I think is what his is. So, um, Martin, where can the people find you, brother? I'm on Discord and on Twitter at Chopsui underscore FIFA. And uh, yeah, just a shout out to Fanta Hunter uh, HD on Twitter for providing such a cool profile pic for me on Twitter. I'm using it right now. Uh, just a shout out to him. Thank you, man. And I really appreciate you. Where can you find? Uh, where can the people find you, Kevin? Yeah, and then shout out Fanta Hunter, cool guy, actually really nice guy on Twitter. So yeah, and uh, unfortunately he supports Schalke, but we'll forgive him for that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can find me over at Kevin K ninety three LFC. Um, I'm on Twitter and Twitter on Twitter.com and Twitch at Kevin K ninety three LFC. So come say hi to me. I'll stream after this. Um, I now I'll do pretty much every Friday, so that's like nine p.m. UK on Fridays. So. Uh, how about you, John? Where can the people find you, man? Nice. I'll be looking forward to that stream. Yeah, you can find me at John Bridges 34 on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Uh, I've only played five weekend league games, and I'm going to do some sort of combination of uh, playing either doing a six and out on my main or RTG and then going for 11 on the other. So uh, probably going to stream once or twice this weekend, too. Love to have you guys in the stream and kick it. And um talk foot and I will not be showing, I will be playing with Alexander Isak, but I will not be showing what I bought him for because that was dumb. Um, and I should have bought him after we were done recording. Like I said, I was going to, but, um, anyways, I digress, uh, guys, just remember when this silly game gets you down and frustrated, you know, it, it, it is just the game. And just remember that guys. And, and like I said, two seconds ago, none of us are pros um, just enjoy the game for what it is, engage with the content how you want, and, um, you can't go wrong with that. So, um, and just remember it ain't nothing but a foot thing, baby. Take care. <laughs>
Peace. Peace.